Welcome to another exciting episode of 48 Shades of Football. Uh, it's going to be the third last one before the, the K-League starts for this year. Yep, starts back in 21 days and counting. Uh, I'm pretty excited, looking forward to the new season. Don't need to watch any more UFC or basketball or whatever it is I've been watching on TV. How about you, Paul? Are you ecstatic and excited? Um, I'm a little bit underwhelmed so far. I think Souls friendly so far have been not exactly awe-inspiring. Okay. Uh, they haven't made any... Uh, sort of big name signings and then they've let a few guys go so I'm a bit a bit uh, nervous for this season shall we say but it must be really good that we have like live football back in the country again though right I mean seriously like, what else have you been doing on your Saturdays and Sundays shopping shopping I've been hiking actually a lot of, doing a lot of hiking yeah yeah I saw that yeah yeah, I saw you pretending that you were like, up a really snowy mountain with your crampons on, but actually, really, it was obvious that you were standing on your on the, on the roof of your apartment pretending, right? <laughs> I could see that 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 uh, Dredgy Galby restaurant sign flicking in the background. Um, okay, so today's in, today's intro music, Paul. Uh, we can have a little bit. We've been kind of getting further and further back in terms of our nostalgia, I guess. Yeah. It was uh, "Don't Cry for Me, Argentina." Yep. Uh, any reason why you picked that one? Uh, obviously, the final round of ACL preliminaries was just held this week. Um, one of the big attractions in that was Tevez making his debut for Shanghai Shenhua. Okay, yep, and the fact that he would soon be playing in Korea. Uh, yeah, against... Uh, against... I forget which... which Whoever he'd been playing against. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, so, so that was... That was a big match. Uh, don't cry for me, Argentina. Um, he scored a hat-trick. Um, he might have done. <laughs> no, he didn't. Uh, as uh, I think we predicted last week, at the very least I did. As um, we predicted, yeah. Yeah, that uh, basically Brisbane Roar actually ran out uh, to to no victors in China, and so that is it. Tevez will not be gracing uh, the land of the morning cam. So on Twitter, I've seen a lot of uh, uh, a gif of um, Oscar playing for. Uh, Shanghai SIPG and doing some trickery on the sidelines. I've not seen any gifts of Tevez yet. Uh, I haven't, but as far as I'm aware, he did. He did start. I, I actually, I believe he and Martin started. Yeah. Uh, but it does just again confirm what we've talked about on numerous occasions that you know they can you can sign all these big superstars that you want, but ultimately at the end of the day. Um, when you have a rule that says that you have to play eight Chinese, eight Korean, wherever it is, um, if the quality of, of of your national team and your and your national league is not great, it doesn't make any difference whatsoever. Yeah, I think we've seen that in the podcast. Obviously, you've got my skills, doing my best to hold it up, but you're yeah. like a, a concrete ball around my ankle. Oh yeah, so like that. So so, what would you say? That you're the Tevez and I'm the and I'm the eight Chinese players. Yeah. I sometimes feel that I do the work of eight Chinese people, to be perfectly honest, on this podcast. But anyway, maybe that's, an, that's for another time, yeah? But seeing as you, they, obviously, that you are very much the tevis of the podcast, because you completely forgot about the agenda, uh, and you're, you're just doing it all for yourself, yeah? Uh, getting to the agenda. Are we, get, are, are we getting there, yeah? Are we getting there? Okay, sweet. Just trying to get, get around to it very naturally. But yeah, but yeah, so Tevez out, so to speak, and I'm pretty certain that's probably the chance that we're uh, resonating down from the stand as well. Uh, a lot of money spent on a player for you to uh, be out of the Champions League in the preliminary rounds. 
Should be noted though, that Brisbane are flying, are doing pretty well. Let's not say flying, but are doing pretty well in the, in the Australian League, and they're happy through their season. Which was why I, I kind of thought they might have had it in them to, to, to cause an upset. It's a bit of a shame that, that um, Shanghai Shanghai are out there because I'd actually called up Tevez and he'd, he'd agreed to come on the podcast when he was c- coming over to Korea for that match. And uh, obviously now he's had to cancel. So Yeah, because we were going to like, jump on a plane if I don't know Osan. So, yeah, just interview him, right? Obviously he goes to stop off in Seoul on the way back. I think, I think he's, he's, yeah. His flight would have come via Seoul. Would have, uh, yeah, that's a shame. I guess we're going to maybe need to contact some of the the uh, Brisbane boys and see if they if they fancy coming on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, Oscar, I also contacted contacted Oscar, but despite spending a few years at Chelsea, he doesn't speak a lick of English, so he's out as well. Because you, you can run him on as a as a third host, because it means they like, after Stevie, you know, we, we may as well have someone else who doesn't speak a lick of English. <laughs> Anyway, so what is the rundown for tonight, Paul? We're just going to talk about Tevez for the next 35 minutes. Uh, <laughs> In fairness, I don't have a problem talking about Tevez getting humped out of the Champions League for the next 35 minutes if you want. I have plenty of Argentinian jokes. Do you think that will get um, Poirier the sack? Um, no, but I think he'll get the sack by Christmas. I think there's an, another manager that's looking for a job right now, isn't there? Uh, well, we don't really know, because there, there might be, but according to him, he didn't resign. Uh, and if Ali still listens... Uh, <laughs> sorry, Ali. But yeah, it's a pretty ridiculous situation. Do you want to explain what we're talking about for those who... So, for those who aren't even remotely interested <laughs> in my weekly dose of Scottish football update... Um, Basically, this week saw uh, the Rangers, or Sevco as they're, as they're known, uh, saw their manager, apparently, it would seem that what happened was the manager and his coaching staff were tapped by Nottingham Forest. He saw that as being a more attractive, attractive proposition than the Rangers. So his agent went in to negotiate uh, them getting out of their contracts without Nottingham Forest having to pay compensation. It would seem that the Rangers chairman was like, yep, great, because we were rid of you anyway. Uh, then Nottingham Forest decided to stay with Gary, with Gary Brazil, their uh, interim manager. So the agent went back in again and said, oh, can we kind of just stay? Which is the kind of thing that happened to me once <laughs> <laughs> with, with a t-shirt. But anyway, uh, and Rangers promptly released a statement saying that they've accepted their resignations and they've kicked them out of the club, basically. So, very interesting shenanigans going on on a, a, a the land of uh, you know the land of Mordor as we used to call them. But anyway, <laughs> nowadays they're kind of like a second rate Hobbit movie. But yeah, so that's my weekly dose of Scottish Scottish football. That wasn't on the agenda, by the way. That wasn't on the agenda, no. So but then again, so we're now what seven minutes in. And you still haven't done your job properly? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So what have we doing Main, today, Paul? Mainly because of you. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, as always, as always, yeah. So what have we doing today, then, yeah? Um, I guess we'll start with the ACL review. Okay. Uh, there were, what, three, four matches? Four matches? Uh, well, for the concerned uh, our region. Eight matches total. Yeah. Four, four for East Asia. Yep. So we'll go through those and see what happened. Uh, there are also a couple of K-League uh, teams in action in various friendly, so we'll yep. have a talk about some of the key friendly action. Okay. 
there are another couple of transfers announced this week, so we'll we'll go through what they are. Some and pretty big ones, right? Potentially. Some, yeah, potentially big ones. And then uh, a couple of clubs have released their new strips. Yep. So we'll discuss a bit of fashion talk. Bit of fashion talk. Some may have a sponsor, some may not. There you go. There's some kind of a, a, a bit of a spoiler out there for you there. And then finally, um, there was some some news out of Japan about mm. prize money for the J League. Yep. Which I think could explain why certain individuals like leave Korea, yeah, and could also explain, you know, that yeah, why the fan base in, in, in the J League is bigger than so on, yeah. Yeah. So do you want to kick off with the uh, ACL matches? Obviously, we talked about the Shanghai one already. Okay. They lost two nil. Lost the lost two nil. So Brisbane going go into group. I'm gonna say they go to Cheju's group, right? They they went to Osan's group. So Brisbane going to uh, Group E. Okay. So Group E is now uh, Kashima Antlers, Muang Thong United, Brisbane Roar, and Ulsan Hyundai. Isn't that the softest group ever? That literally looks like the easiest group anyone's ever been in. Uh, Australian, well, technically Australian teams don't travel well, but then Brisbane have just went and beat, chi- uh, beat Shanghai, right? Uh, Muang Thong, you wouldn't exactly think they're going to be, they're going to kind of do a whole lot. They just beat Seoul 1 0. Yeah, but that's a friendly, right? And but they also one. lost to Kitchi. Uh, Osan, which we'll, I guess we'll just move on to right now. Um, Osan played uh, midweek. They hosted uh, Kitchi. Um, I know that we kind of discussed, well, I kind of maybe threw my neck in the line and said that Osan would hump that game 3 1, 3 0. It didn't quite happen that way. And in actual fact, it was uh, it was one each after 90 minutes. Now here's where the problem I have comes in, right? Because in my mind, that means that Kitchi, having having the disadvantage of being uh, playing a one-off game away, now don't get the advantage at all of, of away goals. I think that's incorrect. I know there's no I know there's only one game, but if you're going to have the disadvantage of ha- having to play away because of your country's seeding, you should at least get away goals in your advantage. So I've just seen Kitchi go through, they didn't, they finished one each. Uh, two Koreans scoring, Kim Sung-Wan for Ulsan and Kim Bong-Jun for uh, Kitchi. Two minutes apart, but 20 minutes apart. Yeah, yep. Um, I then went to uh, penalties uh, and Ulsan won it 4-3 on penalties. Uh, penalties scored by Koba, Lee Jung-Ho, Lee Young-Jae and Kim In-Sung. And if I'd seen this a little bit earlier, I would have picked Fernando Boyabo for the for the intro. Okay, because Fernando missed the final penalty uh, that that uh, knocked him out. Yeah. Should we start again? No, we shouldn't. Uh, so that that means that Osan complete uh, as we said, group group E. Yeah. So then the next game uh, was between Gamba Osaka and uh, Johor Darul Tazim. Which sounds like a Star Trek or a Star Wars name, to be honest. Uh, fairly certain I saw him fight Bruce, Bruce Lee in the Temple in the Temple of Death movie, but anyway. Um, that that finished uh, 3-0 to Gamba. Uh, goes by Ademilson, Nagasawa and Miura. Okay, so which group do they go into? So they go into and then they make up. Uh, they'll make up the group with uh, Jeju. So Group H... So Adelaide, 
Jiang, Jiang Su Suning, Jeju United and Gamba Saka, that's a tough group, you would say. It's a fairly even group, I think. Yeah, there's probably a tougher group, but which we'll talk about in a minute, but I would say that would be relatively a relatively difficult difficult group, yeah. Uh, the next game up was Shanghai SIPG. Uh, they played Sukhothai, and no surprise yet, yeah, 3-0 to SIPG. Goals by Oscar Elkison and Kiatsiak scored a known goal. Uh, so that means Shanghai SIPG then go into FC Seoul's group, which was kind of always always on the cards, yeah. So Group F is FC Seoul, Urawa, Western Sydney Wanderers, Shanghai SIPG. Four loved teams in their leagues, right? There's something very odd about the, the draw this year. Yeah, yeah. It seems as if there's like a really, really easy groups and really difficult groups. I don't really quite grasp how. Yeah. Obviously, when the draw was made, we discussed it and said that they they drew a draw to decide whether the top team from Korea or the top team from Japan goes into Group E, and everything else yeah. falls into place after that. But I, I do think it's wrong that you've got two playoff teams playing in Group E, so they're given. This year was this year was the champions of Japan. They've given them basically a, a free ride through to the next round, yeah, right? Yes, yes, yeah. Because they've got the, the Thai champions plus two playoff teams. Yeah. And then Seoul somehow have got a group of death. Yeah. I mean, you look at that group. I mean, I guess we'll do like a full ACL group preview maybe in the next couple of weeks, yeah, like before the games start. I guess it'll be next week. <coughs> next week, yeah, because the games are up pretty, pretty soon. Uh, but looking at that, uh, you've got to see that. That's a, a horrendous group for FC So It's a horrendous group for all four teams, to be honest. So, Urawa, uh, Wanderers, Shanghai SIPG, that's, that's, that, that is a really tough group. doesn't help any for So that they start the, the game. I guess at least the, their first game is at home against Shanghai, which we'll look at when we do the actual previews. Yeah. But, uh, so obviously, Seoul knocked Urawa out in the, the last 16 last year. Yeah, that was a cracking tie. Uh, that was a one that went to penalties, right? Quite a few penalties as well. Like, I want to say, eight, not as many as a cup final, but I want to say they get about maybe six or seven players to it, yeah? Um, I mean, obviously, if you took those two games and put them, you know, like into the, the, the league system, it would just be, well, I guess, three points for each, right? Because the Urabo one over there and so on here. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was a really hard fought tie. I just think that's a really tough group. I think out of all the groups I've seen, probably recently as well, it's like a really tough group. Um, I'm, I'm very glad that Seoul won the league last year, because if they'd finished second, they would have gone into Cheju's group, right? Yeah. So they would have been expecting to be in this slightly easier group, and then when Chumbuk's like, disqualification was, was confirmed, they would have been whacked up to this group anyway, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, you'd have the... <laughs> That would have been extreme. None of it was easy, none of it was good, but uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, and as we said, so that meant then that Shanghai Shenhua, losing to Brisbane Roar, completed the group, and that completes... There was no nothing in the playoff terms for Suwon's group, but the final group involving a Korean team is, is Group G, which involves Evergrande, uh, Suwon, Kawasaki Fantale, and Eastern, yeah. So there was an article this week with Dayan, where he said it's basically a group of death. Yep. And uh, listener of the podcast, Scott, said that very uh, sarcastically that it sounds like Dayan's making their excuses for being knocked out 
even before the ball's been kicked. What, what's your take on that? Uh, I think it's a bit harsh. I think as a group of death, I think anyone looking at that, it's a bit of a cliche. It's uh, also this week's cliche. This week's because it's about you know obviously the, the cliches are relevant. I, I must have missed that. Uh, yeah, yeah, you probably did. But then this podcast was out, it'll be there. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think I, th- I think I think he's right. I think it really is, you know, like a group of death. I think it's just one of the toughest groups I've seen. He was saying it was an excuse. Yeah, I'm saying. I think Dan's right. I think I think Dan's right as well. I said that I, my first thing I said was I think that's a bit harsh. Uh, I think it's definitely harsh. I, I don't. I wouldn't say uh, he's given up already. I think he's just being honest. It's like a really tough group, uh, and I would be surprised. I'm not saying I'd be, be surprised to see Seoul get out of the group. I think it's a group they're capable of getting out of. But I think all four teams could win it. All four teams could finish second. And ultimately all four teams could finish last. That's how tight that group is. Um, whereas if you look at, for example, just because he is a, a Blue Wings fan, if you look at Blue Wings, Blue Wings group, eh, really? you can imagine Seoul should get out of that group. Okay, Kawasaki Frontali would be a tough... A tough game. Evergrande were shocking last year. They won't, sure they won't repeat that this year. You've you got to say that it looks like uh, Eastern will be the whipping boys of that yeah. group and Guangzhou will be far out of sight of everyone. So yeah. it's down to Suwon versus Kawasaki for the second yeah. second place. I, mean, I think we said that last year about Evergrande and they ended up finishing bottom of the group, I think, right? But, but looking, I don't see them repeating that mistake again. No. Uh, Ulsan's group, yeah, I mean, Kashima are through it. Do you want to save some of this for the for the preview next week? No, no. Uh, Kashima are through it, Ulsan got a good chance. Uh, we're going to more detail next week. And Jeju's group. <laughs> One more detail is that Because we're going to preview the first games and talk about what we think, yeah. With our special guests. With our special guests. Yeah, I'm going to put on accents this year instead of doing it that we did last year, yeah. <laughs> but we're not doing that again, that's for certain. I'm looking forward to your Chinese accent. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only one I make it you to do but yeah definitely uh, like a lot of tough games but yeah we'll see I how Seoul go I guess the interesting thing is that Seoul have got a, a friendly against Uruawa yeah what what that that be cancelled do you think that will be cancelled not still, t- today or tomorrow is it, is it still going ahead it depends when the podcast is right? as far as I know I've not heard that it's been cancelled it's still on as far as I know okay. speaking of friendlies uh, there were a few friendlies this week. Yep. And the last time, because so since the, the podcast, yep. you were less than pleased with Seoul's first couple of friendlies. Have they played any since? So, as of last week's podcast, they played twice and lost 1 0 twice. Okay. They played, played twice more in the interim. The first one was a 3 1 victory against uh, a Japanese team, which mm-hmm. I can't remember. Okay. New signing Mourinho scored a goal and assisted on one, and Pak Jiong scored twice. Okay. So I'm happy with that. Yeah, uh, I've seen a, a video of his of his goal and his assist, and he, he looked quite lively, looked quite decent. Uh, they then followed that with a, that up with a one 0 loss to FC Tokyo, and also the news that Hade Song's dropped out of the training camp with a, a hamstring injury. Yeah, so. I've seen that. So that's I'm out for. I mean, that was what. Uh, the, the coach had said, right, was that he wasn't, you know, he wasn't coming into the team fit, and fans shouldn't expect him to play straight away, and blah de blah de blah. And then he goes, he just, he, like he only goes and uh, like pulls up a hamstring. That's kind of pretty horrendous, right? So yeah, uh, there's a bit, a bit of an up down preseason so far. So if if this game with the Rawa goes ahead, we'll see how that turns out. 
And uh, obviously Seoul's first game against Shanghai is in about 10 days' time. So running out of time to get things sorted on the pitch. Okay. Okay. Uh, also in action uh, were Songnam. Uh, we we had a couple of friendlies. We had uh, actually we were three friendlies. Um, the results that I have of only of only two. I think the third one finished a one 0 win. I think it did. Um, but we played against um, AC Herzens and uh, Zenit St Petersburg. Um, basically, I'm just not going to go through the actual scores, but um, against Horsen, uh, Wang Yijo scored. Okay. Uh, and what was pretty sweet about it was it was a, it was a pretty uh, it was a pretty amazing goal. To be perfectly honest, the ball came over. He brought it down to the edge of the box with his usual touch, cut inside, and curled it into the back corner. Same goals he scored against like uh, Osaka. And the Champions League and stuff like that as well. Uh, they did go in and lost it and uh, to lose that game to one actually, to be honest. But anyway, the next up they, they played uh, Zenit in Petersburg. Uh, I don't very much Zenit had their, their multi-millionaires playing, but anyway, um, that one we lost two one again. But that time Paulo scored. Paulo Sergio, who is going to go by the name Paulo, it turns out he scored. Um, That's a good name. Yeah. Uh, Half of it, anyway. Um, he cut inside. What the obit? The obit, yeah. Cut inside, shot from the edge of the box. These are the good. And then their third game was against Lorca, uh, which was, I believe, two days ago, a couple of days ago. Uh, and he, he had an ill scored the only goal as we ran it, 1 0 winners. So lost twice, 2 1, 1 once, 1 0. Not really sure those things tell us anything, but happy to see Wang and Joe score a goal. So, Seoul's friendly against Urawa is Sunday at 1.30. Okay. If you were Huang, how would you approach that, knowing you've got to play them again in... in uh, they're, they're playing away in at Urawa in the Champions League on the 28th of February, so basically two weeks later. Uh-huh. How would you approach that if you were the manager? How would I approach that? I would play the kids. To give no hint of your... Yep, no hint at all whatsoever. I would. It's a friendly, right? I would. I wouldn't. I would play people. I purposely wasn't going to start. Play Hardy Song. I would. I would play Hardy Song in goals. <laughs> <laughs> to be perfectly honest, yeah. Stuff from goals with crutches. I don't care. <laughs> like you, I wouldn't do anything that gives anything away. To be perfectly honest, I wouldn't. I would. Or or I go with a four four two and just put out like, all the all the, the kind of recognisable faces, but just go with four four two. Like for missing the heat, no one uses anymore, right? If it was me. I would pick one fringe player and then identify Ruawa's best player and say, you go out there, you break his leg and uh, get sent off, whatever. But that that would only be if Ruawa play their best player. And if right now the JTOP podcast is not saying, so if you were whoever their coach is, what would you do? And one guy's like, I would break the guy's leg. And one's like, I'd play the kids. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? So, no idea. No, <laughs> no idea, yeah. Any other friendly results? Anything other that popped into mind that came up that was interesting? Yeah, I think Chumbuk played against Copenhagen. Okay. And they got their first win in years and years. Okay. Or yonks and yonks, I should say. Okay. Not less than a year, but I think they run out four, four two winners, was it? Okay. Uh, I did see that last week we talked about how when the team sheet was, was uh, I guess we'll do some transfers, but when the team sheet was was done for the Bronby friendly, there, there was a guy on it called Mozala. Uh, was, was, I thought it was a Brazilian defender. It turns out, no, he's a Brazilian striker. 
The new Leo. The new Leo. Although he doesn't really look like he's going to be the new Leo, yeah? Is he the new what's-his-face? I think he might be the new Higar. Yeah. And uh, what should he say his name? Mozala. I think it's Mozala, yeah? Yeah. So that means they've now got two new Leos. Yeah, 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 they've now got two Leos. Or is one of them a new, pe- a, a new um, Lopez? Don't, don't you think one of them will just stick around for... Huh? Yeah, they've got the, the the Palestinian Leo, right? And the Brazilian Leo. Or is one of them a, a, a Lopez? Uh, I'm not, I have no idea. I have no idea. But the fans look underwhelmed. The players themselves don't really look as if they're, they're coming here with like... I mean, did Leo come with amazing pedigree? I don't really know, but... He kind of hit the ground running, and, and I think it's tough to replace a fan favourite like that, unless you're going to replace him with someone. For for example, I think had had John Book signed Orsic, who we are just about to talk about in a second, who they were rumoured to be interested yeah, in. Had he signed him, you could say the new Leo because he's played in the K League. He's coming in, you know, like he knows the he knows the country. He's got a reasonably a reasonably decent record. But I think it's always tough, you know, it's like the new Adriano at Seoul, that, that, that's going to be a tough one for, for that guy to come in. And I don't think Adriano was quite the fan's favourite that, that Leo was at, or was at John Book, right? Right. Um, so I think the guy's on a hiding to nothing anyway, but not convinced that he's, he's, he's going to fill, fill those boots, to be honest. So talking of Orsic, obviously... Chumbuk wanted him, but he's rejected them because he wanted to play in the ACL. So he's yep. gone to Ulsan instead. He's gone to Ulsan. What's your take on that? Uh, it's a, I mean, it's a good signing. I'm not going to say it's uh, an amazing signing. I think it's a good signing. It'll be interesting to see how he's been signed because he only left. So he came to Johnham on loan. Johnham yep. then bought him. Johnham yep. then loaned, sold him to the Chinese Super League, and now he's come back. After six months or so. So you've got to imagine that he's at Osan for a year-long loan, right? And not actually been signed by Osan. No idea, uh, right? We should even bother speculating Yeah, that's things. the thing. Like, but no idea, right? But you can't imagine someone being sold after six months, right? Um, he played 14 games uh, with Tianjin. Uh, and, yeah, I mean... Uh, not Tianjin, sorry. Changchun. Uh, Changchun. Tianjin is someone else. Changchun. Uh, 14 games, scored two goals. I think he's a good player. I always liked him. I think he's a pretty decent player. Uh, I think he'll do well at Ulsan. I think he's going to obviously line back up with uh, Lee Jung-ho. Yep. Um, who I think he played with at Jonham, right? Yep. Um, so, yeah. I mean, if he hits the ground running, him and Kova could be a, a pretty decent partnership. Um, but... One player who won't be coming to Ulsan is Jelavich. Nika Jelavich, yeah. Uh, he, he didn't fancy the international schools for his kids. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, he was offered he was offered uh, a contract and he and he knocked it back based on like yeah the educational system yeah. So I, th- I believe he's going back to Croatia instead. Um, so yeah. Another. It means, yeah. It means that I won't have to. Get my uh, my no no hands in Europe uh, tattoo signed made on my forehead. Yeah. Uh, another player who there was a, a rumor that might come, uh, Didier Drogba. Yep. 
was allegedly uh, a potential speculative target of Cheju. Yeah, close as well, apparently he'd be signed, but in the end, hasn't. He's retired instead. He's retired instead, yeah. I mean, to be honest, if you're given that choice, right? <laughs> Retire or play in Sogwipo. Um, <laughs> I know what I'd choose. But yeah, so he, he won't be gracing the, the arms of Jeju, yeah? But Jeju have signed somebody. They have signed someone they brought back. Uh, Australian defender Alexander Jovanovic. Okay. Who they had with them in 2014. Uh, he went to Tianjin. Uh, played there for one season, made uh, 23 appearances and has come back. So welcome back, Alex. Uh, hopefully we can maybe get you on the podcast in the future. I know you're an, an, an avid listener. <laughs> Don't worry, Stevie's no longer hosting, so he won't be rude to you anymore. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, he's back. So a couple of players, you know, like uh, coming back, like Orsic's been to China, didn't work, coming back. Alex, China didn't work, come back. I'm not saying it didn't work, but are, are coming back. Do you think it didn't work, or do you think it's just that these guys left right before the Chinese league went absolutely galactico, multi-million, uh, multi-million crazy, and now these clubs have set their sights higher than a than a decent K-League player, and they've set their sights on maybe yeah yeah. So when will when will uh, when will Adriano come back? Uh, who knows. Back to Sue and Blue Wings, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, so a couple when, of players coming when back. Did Jonathan leave. Uh, Jonathan, if he hasn't signed his permanent contract yet, who knows that? Eh? Uh, Tiago apparently still floating around in the air, so we'll see what happens to, to him, see if he actually comes back to the club. Uh, so yeah, so any, any other interesting transfers, or shall we move on to the J League? Those are the ones that I can remember, so I think we should move on. Okay. Okay, so interesting article this week uh, about the J League prize money. Uh, not going to go into it too much, uh, but they've struck up a, a pretty, um, a pretty sweet deal uh, in terms of like, uh, TV rights. The, the odd thing for me was uh, it's, it's kind of like a Sky, the Sky deal, right? Mm, yeah. it's, it's from a British company, which I didn't yeah. really understand why that was. Yeah, I didn't really quite get that, I didn't really get that either, yeah. So it's come from uh, the British-based group, uh, Perform Group. Um, and basically, uh, just to go through it really, really, really quickly, uh, the, the, the winner will won 1.55 billion yen. Which was about 13 million US dollars, I saw. Yeah. Uh, and it'll be paid in the storms over three years to keep them from, you know, like blowing it and they keep it sustainable. The runner-up will get 700 million. Uh, over the same period. It's about half, right? Yeah, and the third place team will get 350 million. But also parachute payments for those that, getting relegated. That's just about to say, yeah. Mm. Uh, but basically, like, um, they'll get, if you get relegated to J2, uh, you'll get a support of 130 million yen. If you get relegated to J3, you'll get 90 million yen. Okay. The League Cup winners will get 150 million yen. Uh, and basically, like, all 18, this is the big one, all 18 G1 teams will be given 350 million yen. Which would be about, uh, if 13 billion yen was 6.5 million dollars, 3, 3 billion yen would be about a quarter of that, so it would be about 1.5 million dollars. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if your accounting skills are still as good as they used to be, but... Uh, just based on on the yen numbers, um, it, it pretty much 
to me, it sounds as if even a winner of the K League doesn't earn as much as someone who who plays in the J League, right? I think uh, Saul got what five hundred thousand dollars for winning the K League last year, something like that. <laughs> something ridiculous, right? So looking at it, uh, yeah, I mean, like, even even if you win the K League, you get less money than just being in the J League, right? But this is for TV rights, right? Is it, yeah. Is it? Is there any indication what those rights are? Is it like global TV rights or? Um, I mean, surely they can't be paying this to show it on British TV. Surely it can't be that. Is I mean, basically, like it's a two billion dollar deal uh, over ten years. Two billion dollars over ten years to sell digital online broadcasting rights to the Perform Group. I don't know what that means. I don't know what it means. I mean, but what I can do is just say it's ridiculous in terms of like um, they're saying it's the largest commercial. Uh, deal in the history of Japanese sports. But you have a look at the K League, which over the last couple of years, right, mm. has been arguably when K League teams have come across, have come up against, not come across, have come up against Japanese teams that have done reasonably well, right? Yeah. Okay, Gamba knocked Ed John Book a couple of years ago, whatever. But, you know, I mean, like, over the piece, like, I don't think there's a whole huge amount of difference um, there. And I think you just wonder why the K League can promote anywhere near and they even close to being in, in that region. You've got the Chinese Super League who has sold that TV deal they're now being shown it all over the world uh, that's why they can go and spend those millions and millions, right? You now have the Japanese but, G-League But I guess this could this turn out to be like the on-digital deal where it all collapses and leaves the clubs out of pocket I mean, it could be. I mean, they, we had a similar, you know, like, there'd be similar deals with Satanta and so on and so forth, right? But at the end of the day the fact of the matter is, it's not going to go, for one for a better expression, it's not going to go test up next year. So all those teams are going to get at least 350 million yen, which is more than any Kili team gets. And it's just like, it's just another thing, I don't want to go on a rant and I'm wrong because I haven't done those in a while, but it's another thing is to say, how can the Kili, why does the Kili not promote itself at all? Even in Korea, does even promote itself in Korea? Well, well, talking about, talking about like. the K League, uh, a couple of weeks ago we talked about the, uh, the the guy who was put himself forward to be the new commissioner of the K League, yeah. and he didn't get enough votes, so they opened it up for another uh, application period, and that application period closed, I think yesterday, yep. uh, Friday, and nobody applied, mm. and the, the speculation was, firstly, every every candidate has to put down 50 million won deposit. And if you get less than 20% of the votes, you forfeit your deposit. Okay. So that means you've got to have a certain amount of money anyway to, to even think of doing it. Yeah. And also, the commissioner's sort of ch- challenged with uh, driving sponsorship for the K-League, and that's a pretty thankless task, so... Yeah. I mean, but you also look at the J-League as well. I mean, they've both, both commented before, you know, that it looks as if, you know, that there's more people turn out in Japanese football as well. So maybe, you know, it does make sense for this, you know, like the perform group to have their name, you know, like associated with the J League if so many fans are tuning in to watch it. I mean if there's that many at the stadium, you've got to imagine there's what, three times as many at home watching it, maybe more. Um so I guess we'll just see. I mean it's just like it's just one of those things that kind of I I, I feel that the the K League is literally the Scottish Premiership of, of uh, Asian football. <laughs> And that's all I'm going to say about it. Of course, not everyone in Korea uh, is not trying to promote the K-League. Uh, some people obviously are. We're trying to do it. We have you know, like websites out there. 
you know, like the Cadig United, uh, we have their own podcast, we have, you know, people like Modern Song, stuff like that. And also, uh, we have everyone's favourite uh, online podcast is going to be moving to a different uh, media as well, Paul, isn't that correct? It is indeed. It is indeed. We're going to be on TV eventually, on Africa. Maybe. With a big pot of ramen in front of us. <laughs> so, Paul, you want to fill us in on what is next... Well, what's coming up in the next couple of weeks for us? So we've been invited to go on to KBS World Radio, which is the Korean equivalent of the BBC World Service, and talk about our podcast and Korean football in general. Okay. Uh, presumably in a more positive way than we ha- have been recently. Okay, yeah. I don't suppose they want to hear a rant from you. Hey, maybe if they've been listening to the podcast, maybe that's all they want to hear. I, I just sent the link to the podcast to, to listen to see what we're, we can't, what, what our content normally is. Uh, and, and she still wants us on? She does indeed. So okay. Is she supplying the beers? Uh, she'll probably buy us a coffee. So if you bring a hip flask, then... Uh, <laughs> and I can do an Irish one? Yeah. Sweet, sweet. So that's going to be recorded in the next couple of weeks, right? Recorded the last week of February, and it'll go out either the first or second weekend of March. Okay, sweet. So I'm not sure if they'll get it out for the actual first weekend of the K-League, but maybe the second week. Maybe the second week. And hopefully, if, it, if, if all goes well, it can become a recurring thing, and maybe we can do a few a few of these. I'm not quite sure who listens to the, the Korean equivalent of the BBC World Service. But I'm sure somebody must. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm sure my mum will, faithfully. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure we'll get someone tuning in, yeah. Just so they can hear us at like 3 o'clock British time. Like 3 o'clock in the morning British time or something, yeah. I also have to write an article in Korean for one of the, the big Korean daily newspapers. Uh same week, last week of February, so okay. I'll be doing that about K-League and the, the opening weekend of the season, so okay. uh, I, can, I can rant there if you want. Yeah, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll give you some, some text in English and you can just translate it for me, yeah? Actually, this, is, this would be a good, good opportunity to, to uh, ask a question to our listeners, uh, something to tweet in to our, our Twitter handle, which is... Uh, K-League podcast, K-League underscore podcast. Our email address. Which is 48shadesoffootball at gmail.com. Or you can uh, chuck it towards K-League United and they'll forward it on. Yep. Uh, so I, I've got this opportunity. I need to write uh, two, two and a half, two and a half thousand characters in Korean, or two and a half thousand blocks in Korean about the K-League. What are the key points I should bring up? What would you like to see raised? What would you like Paul to uh, talk about? And would you like me to fawn and say how le- how great the K-League is, or would you like me to criticise Korean fans for not bothering to show up? We could probably do that in a poll then, right? Because those polls we did last time were so successful. <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't been in the way end. <laughs> okay, sweet. So okay, so yeah. So, so that's going to be coming up in the next few weeks then, yeah? Yeah. And uh, during, the re- during the relevant podcast, I'll, I'll print out the article and come along and read it out in Korean for <laughs> 15 can you, minutes. Can you put it on a poster pad? <laughs> I can. I can sign it for you if you want. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, please, please, yeah. Okay, so right, some some fairly serious talk today. Uh, do you want to sort of end the podcast on a little bit more of a light-hearted note? Yeah, but I'm going to put on my uh, Jeff Banks hat. Okay. Uh, and take you through some of the new strips that have been released. I, I thought you'd uh, actually bought one of the new strips and you're going to p- sort of put it on and uh, mince up and down the, the corridor here. Uh, I can do that just for what I'm wearing if you want, yeah. <laughs> uh, so two teams of, of note have released their strips. But when I say two teams of note, it's because one I like and one I don't. Uh, uh, maybe that's not two teams of note for anyone else. Uh, Daegu have brought out their, their new kit, 
uh, and obviously it's very uh, Diego-esque. There's not a whole lot that you can kind of, I guess, do with like a, with like a kind of sky blue top. I did like the sleeve with yeah. with the uh, silhouette of the what's presumably the Tegu skyline. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely thought it was. As I said, there's not a whole lot that you, you, you can do, so I think it was probably I think better than than last year's. It was kind of was pretty bland and pretty boring. And it should be interesting to know that a lot of the teams have been actually playing like their friendlies and stuff, like wearing last year's kit, and actually further back, where they apparently. One team playing with like uh, the name of a, of a player from three years ago on the back of their kit, stuff like that, just so they could kick, they, they could hide, you know, like what what their kit looked like. So Diego brought theirs out. Uh, I mean, it's reasonably reasonably decent kit. So you said just now there was two kits released, one of them you like, and one of them you don't. And I'm based on your comments about Tego's kit, I'm not quite sure if that's the one you like or the one you don't. Uh, I didn't particularly, I didn't really particularly have a big thing, a, a big liking for the Diego kit, to be perfectly honest. So, uh, so this is the one you don't like? There's not a whole lot you can do, as I said, but uh, they could still have maybe done a little bit more with it. Uh, actually, there was three kits. Uh, we'll kind of really briefly talk about the John Am one, which is actually honking. There you go. That's it talked about. The John Am one looks like an accident. It looks like that really is horrendous. They've gone with like a yellow strip, and it looks like they have gone with black sleeves. They always have a yellow strip, but black sleeves. Yeah. Uh, and... They have just they've just written all over it. It looks like a, a Formula One uh, top. A little bit like Jeju's did last year. It's interesting how they got the, the the kit manufacturer's name on the shoulders like an epaulette. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just like a really bad kit. Yeah. So you'll not be buying it then? Uh, I'll not be buying it, even though John I'm supposed to be my second team uh, in career. I will not be buying it. I, I think. When's your birthday again? Yeah, <laughs> it's in October. Uh, white day's coming up soon, I'll buy it. I wish you were a snorty there, but anyway, it's in October, yeah. I'll buy it for you as a white day present in March, or maybe, uh, maybe, uh, maybe in June I'll buy it for you. Okay, sounds good, yeah, please. Um, but... Instead of tying you naked to a, a telephone pole in the middle of nowhere, I'll tie you to a telephone pole in the middle of nowhere wearing a Chonnam shirt. <laughs> that may just stop me getting... Anyway, um, the one I do like is Dejan's. have to admit, I actually really like it. Uh, the home kit is pretty smart, although it has a strange anchor bad sign down at their belly button. Tramp stamp. Yeah, which looks like it looks like a tramp stamp. It literally looks like a tramp stamp on a on a girl's belly button. They may as well just like also have transposed on on a nipple ring as well on on the on the left breast. Right? Oh, it's, it's the club crest. It's the club wings. crest, which also looks incredibly similar to Spurs this year as well, right? I thought it was a snake to begin with. It's pretty horrible. It looks, with, with the wings like it looks kind of like yeah. Nazi-esque. I mean, the, that one is pretty bad. Like, that, I, that, that tramp stamp is pretty bad, but I actually like the kit itself. Like, do you like the detail here on the on the left side? It's got some kind of pattern, right? Yeah. The, the thing I don't like is the fact that they seem to have been sponsored by Dejan. <laughs> by the Dejan citizens. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not really quite sure how that went. Uh, but yeah, and I've never actually heard of the brand Astori. But anyway... But, whereas, I think it was okay, I think it was pretty decent. The away one, I think is amazing. It's a black top, red shorts, and the black top has a red collar and, and red, it red sleeves. It looks like, uh, a little bit like uh, Wake It, the Blackburn had a few years ago. Yeah, so the black top, red collar, red cuffs, red shorts, I really like it. If we went in the same league, I'd buy it. <laughs> okay. But also, it should be noted as well, that for anyone who knows that I like Colonel Mustard in a Dijon 5, the goalkeeper kit is a, is a full yellow kit. 
So I might be buying one of them and shipping it home to uh, Scotland. Still with the tramp stamp. Still with the tramp stamp. I don't think they could get away from the tramp stamp. Why? I mean, if you're going to call your outfield 10 tramps, why not call your goalkeeper tramp as well, right? What do you think it would cost for us to sponsor the Tejon shirt? Our dignity. But in financial terms. In financial terms? Uh, let me... I'll, I'll ask if you want. Okay. <laughs> Don't expect a reply. You're going to ask on the podcast. I'm going to ask on the podcast. Guys, how much would it cost for us to sponsor you out your strip? So it says uh, 48 shades of football instead of Dejan Citizen, right? Do we want to be associated with a club like Tejan, though? Uh, the club, maybe. The fans. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just move on. Okay, so basically, yeah, so some strips are out. FC Souls will be released on Tuesday. Uh, indeed, yep. Uh, still no word on uh, song names or. Uh, Although I assume that Seoul were only releasing an away, cri- an away strip because they changed their home strip last year. So. Did it right? The, the fans were all expecting that the away strip would change this year and the home strip would change, stay the same. Yeah. But the announcement that the club made Seems makes it both, appear right? that yeah, it was a bit ambiguous in that respect. Well, I guess maybe the great announce uh, we won the league strip, right? Uh, well, they just get a golden patch. Yes, a golden patch yeah. So I guess, yeah, we'll bring you details of that one on next week's edition of uh, Runway Model. Runway K-League Model. Yeah, I'll, I'll be modelling it soon, perhaps. Okay, so I guess, I guess that brings us up to our, our, intro, our outro music, Paul. Do you have anything particularly strippy? I don't know, but uh, you, you told me you've got something in mind. Uh, well, I remember the, or the days of when I was a young lad frequenting the, the clubs. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, yeah, I think I'm sure we'll pick something out that will make everyone think of uh, me and you mincing around in, in the new season's colours, yeah? Strip <laughs> 